Okay. Hello. Um, we're back with a new episode after a very long time. I took a little hiatus and I have a guest with me today. It's hey, my hey. boo. It's Josh back for another episode. So later in the episode, we're going to be discussing Scream. Gotta let you know that the franchise, not just the first movie. <laughs> we're not stupid. We watched all four. Um, but first we do need to do a little catch up. Because like I said, I've been gone for like a month. So what have I been doing? What have I been eating? Let's get into it. Also, just Josh, how's your day been? It's a good day. I, I don't have to work. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah, that is and a good on, day. And on vacation. So <laughs> mentally, if not physically. Um, yeah, see, so you've yeah. been having a good time. You've been yeah. chilling. You've been yeah. chilling. All good. Lots of pool. Yeah, we've been going to the pool a lot. We're tan. Sunshine is good. I feel I feel great about it. Um, also, Josh is blonde now. He did this last year. was his debut. The 2020 year was the debut of the blonde. Mm -hmm. And we're bringing it back. Seems year to, number two. Yeah, it's going to be annual. Summer. Summer something. Okay. Summer something. I don't know what it's called yet. <laughs> I just call it Blonde Josh. Figured out when we reached the trilogy of that. <laughs> The third after the third year, then you'll have a name. We'll name it all. Okay, yeah. and I also did my hair blonde in case anyone else um, wants to know that. <laughs> it's been a year, and now I have blonde hair again, and I feel very much better. And that's how I'm going to phrase that. Um, also, I got a job. It's a part-time job at the moment. I am a barista. That's kind of all I want to say on that. Don't really want to elaborate. Um, if you're my actual friend, DM me and I'll tell you where. <laughs> also, what have I been, what have we been like cooking? Let's go into food and drink, I think. I think okay. that's going to be, or we can do cocktails. What are you sipping on as we record? Because we both have a little drink going. What do you have? I have a um, grapefruit and lemon gin. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds so that's, good. I'm, I'm happy with it. So mine is like a real white trash thing right now. Do you know like those sparkling ice drinks? Yeah. Josh knows because yeah. I've been buying them. Well, and diabetes. Um, I, I was yeah, always, they're sugar-free. <laughs> yeah, I, I always know about ice. <laughs> so um, I'm drinking one of those. I think it's a, it was like a uh, maybe blueberry pomegranate. It's like a berry forward. Okay. It's like a berry forward. And then I'm doing vodka and lemon. It's uh, it's class and trash. I, I, you know, it's Tito's and well, oh, as you know, the only thing I do now is go to dive bars. So yeah. I think that's where I'm at mentally yeah. with my cocktails. Is like the only thing we do is go to dive bars now. Yeah. Ooh, we should tell people where we go. I mean, or should we not tell them where we go? I don't know, like hiding it. Well, they don't know when we go. That's so true. for our neighborhood, our our dive bar has been Guar Bar, because. No one's really ever there. They have a back patio. That well, no one's ever there because we go out at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> That's uh, also a hack. Go out at 4 p.m., guys. Yeah. No lines, no people. It's shady. They, yeah. they did a lot of good work over there. They built out that whole patio area, and there's yeah. 
lots of shade, maybe some fans. I don't yeah, know. I it, feel like it wasn't that there, bad. It wasn't that hot. And also there's so many different places for groups to be that you don't have to be near anybody else. So I yeah. appreciate that for sure. Yeah. And they have a good pour on liquor. Yeah. They, they freehand. <laughs> they freehand. Um, and, so we've um, been loving that as like a little like, oh, let's go somewhere, but like not anywhere fancy at all. And yeah. it's always pleasant, it's like a 10 pleasant, minute walk. Very pleasant staff. They're all yeah, really nice. Staff. Yeah. Um, and if we are in, where did we decide? Oh my God. We have to talk about where we went. I went for the first time. Oh, Rosie, Rosie O'Connell's or yeah. O'Connelly. Doesn't <laughs> Rosie's, matter. Rosie's. Yeah. In, in like 17th street farmer's market area. That's now my new dive bar for that area. Um, yeah. So cheap. Um, outside patio that is gigantic and fully shaded and has really nice plants on it. Yeah. Like really expensive plants. I was actually pretty shocked. It was a beautiful setup. And the regular crew that, that loves Rosie's wants to be inside on yeah. top of each other. Yeah. At so, the bar. The patio was it's ours for the table. It was yeah. me, Monta, and Josh. And then yeah. we also saw our old server from Mojo's because back in the day, my family was addicted to Mojo's. <laughs> so she immediately recognized my family. Um, so that was nice to see like a familiar face after many years. Hadn't seen her in forever. Um, but what started all of this was I talked about this a few weeks ago on the pod, but bamboo. Bamboo sets, bamboo sets the scene like that is what I want that's what I want that's what I'm chasing everywhere I go is the vibe of bamboo yeah it's it's just it's a fair price mm -hmm. it's like mid shelf liquor mm -hmm. on the rail mm -hmm. and a freehand pour mm -hmm. and a, a staff that appreciates you know no nonsense yes it's, but it's they're fun. not rude at they're all rude. they're just kind of like just, this is what I'm here to do I'm yeah. doing it good yeah so yeah, that's what is inspiring my cocktail today is all my dive bariness. I love it. Well, and to to that note, we've come to rum and coke. Oh shit! Yeah, I was gonna tell you that we should talk about rum and coke on here. Which Guys, doesn't sound like a revelation no, in any way. I know, it, I know, but it. But I think there's certain ingredients. It's got to be ver a version. Tell 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 them what it, our specifics well, are. Well, you. I mean. You know, any up for the the glass bottle Mexi Coke. You have to. Yeah, any up for it. Get it ice cold. It, it is better. It is so much better. I mean, and everyone knows that though. Three Star Plantation. Yeah, Three Star Plantation rum with yeah. in combination with the Mexi Coke, something it's, happens there. Something happens. Yeah, I do lime. Josh doesn't really do lime. I did lime the other day. I did the lime. I, I went all natural for a long time. I was just, I was afraid to go back because, like I told you. <laughs> High school was a blur of rum and coke, and it was I when know, but it was like bad Diet coke, coke Lime came out. So I continuously drank Diet Coke Lime and rum and coke for you know that the middle of so high good. school, yeah, but I which was eat. wonderful. But then it like at some point, as soon as I got off of it, and then I could, <laughs> I, if ever I smelled it again, yeah. I just I couldn't go back to it. And it's, you know, now what? It's been 15 years. I don't even remember when that, but that was. But I like that you're returning to it because oh. a lot of people don't ever, they're like, I hate tequila because well, I threw up tequila one time. And it's like, also that was bad tequila. Yeah. So you need to revisit things and make it better. And that's what you've done. And the thing about it is, is plantation can't go wrong. There's yeah, not... we've been drinking like every variation of their rum all summer long. Yeah. Like, well, for years, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But specifically, all summer long, they had some specifically sale. a lot more. We just clear this year mm -hmm. too. 
Mm-hmm. We're going lighter. It's um, good. It's, it's so great. I mean, I, I probably drank equal parts dark, dark, and, yeah. yeah, the five year. Um, I like the extra dry one too. I don't yeah. know what's really that different about it. I just I like it. I think it's more vanilla. Uh, yeah, occasionally that's okay. As long yeah. as it doesn't head towards Captain Morgan's, you know. No, 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 that's, no, no. That's no, all you got to worry we about. Don't, but, we don't need that. Yeah. So, you know, rum and coke, a shocking comeback. Yes. 2021 so summer. good. Late summer comeback. I think we're going, like, back to basics is what yeah. we're doing. And it feels yeah. good. It does feel it good. It feels good. I'm not spending money on a $15 cocktail somewhere. I'm sorry. I'm not yeah. doing it. Yeah. I mean. No. I'm unemployed. I can't afford $20 cocktails anymore. <laughs> And uh, I am employed, and I can't. I right. cannot afford twenty dollar right. so, cocktails at all. Yeah, at all. So it's good. I'm feeling feeling basic, but uh, but like in a good way. It's just like in a, traditional. In a freeing way. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. the traditional way. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's rustic because yeah. it's two ingredients, <laughs> and we slap it in any cup that it fits in. Yeah. And it looks good in every cup. Yeah. Tastes good in every cup. Absolutely. Do you have any more drink things? Um, I, any last comments on drinks? Well, I was telling you, I was clearing out my phone today about 4,000 pictures, <laughs> and yeah. uh, give or take 500. And um, I came across a picture of a book um, that had a recipe for a smoke and mirror, which oh. I had started like getting into. When we would go out. You would order we would that. go out. We would we would try to throw curveballs at the the nice kid from uh, Rappahannock, mm-hmm. um, and the smoke and mirror. It's, it's scotch and absinthe, and a lot of mint and a little simple syrup. It seems like mm-hmm. on most accounts. So it's and it's kind of that that kind of seems like where well, we were, we were right next to the Cuban place. What's that? Oh, basically Havana like 59. A, it's basically a scotch mojito. So I'm oh, kind of into oh, that is for like the end of summer. Mojito. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. A little well, absinthe, yeah. but yeah, scotch no mojito. Uh, no, but it could. It could. Or lemon, you know, like whatever the variation. Josh I'm, has been really wanting to come up with a summer scotch drink. Like, well, it's kind of hard, but I think lemon is good. It's it a is. good way to go. Well, we had that cocktail. And it looked like something, and then it wasn't that. And then we made it, and it was really good. I think it, we I did scotch in that, and it was like cantaloupe juice. Oh, that's right. Scotch and dark rum. That was really good. I forget what else was in there. Cantaloupe juice. Just melon juice, melon and, juice in general in has general. been in our cocktails all summer long. Yeah. Yeah. But those are almost done. We drank a lot of watermelon margaritas, and they were wonderful. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you know, you start getting off the melons. What's next? Pears well, and apples. Apples. Are yeah, it's like started. it's different fall fruits. But then also, <clears throat> yeah, hot toddies when it comes time. <laughs> yeah, we still have to have the hot Todd party. Uh, what's the hot Todd party? The hot Todd party is we all <laughs> dress as a generation of Todd Rundgren. Okay, so we come as as we have to dress as Todd Rundgren, but you choose the era. But it better be like it better be like known. Like you can't be like explaining shit. Yeah. Like walk into the party with your favorite mug because it's a hot top hot toddy party. Yeah. And then you are a Todd Rundgren for the night. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Or even a hot rod Todd party. Hot rod Todd since well let's, since let's we blend it down, yeah. We become down, obsessed with Rod Stewart. Rod. Yeah. Rod all day. Yeah. Ooh, so. and Rod's covers don't sleep on them. Yeah. 
if you see that a Rod Stewart that's like a cover of a song, listen to it. Like, give it a chance. Yeah, because we're going to talk about a bunch of bad covers soon. But <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, you but think the, that Scream the is not riddled with bad covers? Yeah. It's 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 with a backbone of Scream is bad covers. It's a deep rooted Kevin Williamson. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is situation, but yeah. So, okay. Also, I feel like we need to talk about since we've become uh, well, I say we become unemployed. We can now go to the farmers market. That's right. So summer has been chock full of peppers. Yes. So we go to the Birdhouse Farmers Market, which is in Randolph, um, from like on Tuesdays from three to six. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, but it is a good. It's got a good variety of everything. But the peppers this 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 summer. Pepper kids. Who are uh, they? We, we we go to the Meadow Acre Farms. Um, their tent, that's our first stop always <laughs> because they sell out of stuff. So we're like, that's our first stop. And they're jalapenos, cayennes, these like red poblano-y looking peppers, banana peppers. Oh my God. We have been eating the best mix of peppers. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I don't know why I phrase it this way, but I've been forcing them into everything, but I just love but and, it works in everything and we I, eat. I buy so many and I just, yes. And everything we eat, no matter what, I can find a spot for. Yeah. It's almost like onions. Cooked or yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's there, especially in the summer. And I've been making a lot of salsa. Oh yeah. Um, and I've been, I, I love the fresh cayenne because very few people grow that many around here. They're harder to find. Yeah. Um, they are hard to come find. But they come across. Yeah, they've they've consistently had them, and they're great. You would think they'd be extreme because of what most people experience with dry cayenne, but it's 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 hot, but it's tasty, and it's yeah, it's a good mix of like actual heat but actual flavor. Yes, um, and they're small, but they they pack a good punch, and you can get them you can get them in there, especially if you're using dairy or something. You mm -hmm. know? They mm -hmm. they carry well with uh, some butter, or cheese, or something like that. Pasta is a beautiful thing with fresh Ooh. cayenne. Oh, yeah. Oh, to yeah. top it in. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, you know, all good things. Did you try any of those nerd gummy clusters? I did not. There, I ate all of them. Yeah. Well, actually, they lasted me so long because there's so many in that fucking bag. Yeah. They are so good. It's basically a nerd's rope, but chunked into little, like, Coins. Which, is, which is better. They're so good and easier to eat. Yeah. And it literally lasts forever. And shareable. Yes, if absolutely. Want, yeah. I know. I, I gave some to Caroline. You just were too late. You yeah. just were too late. I, I told you to eat some. Well, no, the key lime Kit Kat. Oh, yes. We tried a key lime Kit Kat at the pool. Monta, Monta comes to the pool and she's like, um, I brought a key lime candy bar. And we're like, there aren't any key lime candy bars. Like, what are you fucking talking about? And it was a Kit Kat. Because Kit Kat is doing the Oreo thing where they're coming up with these crazy ass flavors. And it was yeah. good. It oh, was wait, good. you didn't try it. I did. Oh, you did, did try it. Because it was in the cooler. So when oh, I got home, I, I had thought it was good. I thought yeah. it was a good concept, too, because there aren't any lime no, candies. That really. was a good choice. Like a, the pie version of that. And you get the mm -hmm. Kit Kat. Mm -hmm. Like center part is the wafer. Yeah, part is it was so crispy, good. Like pie crust. And then, yeah, the outside. It was it was good. And so was the, the mocha. Oh, the, yeah. Chocolate mocha, which Chocolate, is redundant. Yeah. Um, the Kit Kat. That, that one was more like the top half was the coffee and the bottom half is right. the chocolate. That was good. Yeah. So that yeah. was really good. Kit Kat's doing a good job. Keep yeah, it up. Yeah, Kit Kat is because they're not going too weird with it. They're not. 
they're some classic it in. combos and pie themes. Mm -hmm. Stick to it. The uh, apple cider Oreos were oh. good. We just got. Oh those. my god! I'm so glad you brought that up. Josh yeah. just straight up like showed up to my house one day and was like, "Oh yeah, here's some apple cider donut Oreos." And I was like, okay, first of all, yeah, the apple cider donuts when we go apple picking in the fall is like literally, that's my, that's why I go apple picking. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the apples. That's why I we do, but I don't. drive 45 minutes. Yes, I do it for the fucking donuts. And that, those Oreos were so good because it wasn't too much apple. It wasn't too much spice. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a little sweet, but it was good. And the, the definitely icing was, was soft. The icing in the middle, its it was icing. It was not like the normal Oreo cream. It, You're right. Yeah, That's was, a good point. We should tell was, people that. Yeah. It that, was much more like frosting or icing. I enjoyed that a lot. It so. was good because you didn't yeah. have to heat it up. No. You know, no, it was ready it was, to go. It was soft. It oh, was, I'm glad you brought really that good. up. I forgot yeah. how good those were. Those were really good. Never, never, never. Never, never, never forget an Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, oh I think God. that's that's most of my food stuff too. Okay. Um, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's all mine too. Yeah. I think we're good there. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think. And also I can edit this out, so we can just edit this out, but I'm just trying to think. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I mean we did I did some Negroni iced teas the other day as far as cocktails go, but that we don't need to talk about that. Well, I feel like we can talk about Negronis after we've made this yeah. tiki Negroni. That's right. All right, cool. Well, I guess I guess the last thing I have to update y'all on is that I actually did a tie-dye event. Um, as y'all know, I keep y'all updated um, on my side business, I Would Die For You. And the English department at VCU reached out to me and I helped them like run like a tie-dye event for their English department. And Josh worked for me. It was fucking bonkers. It was like a hundred people in the heat oh, yeah. <laughs> in Monroe Park. Oh yeah. But as the first event ever, I think it was really fun. I think it came off great. You know, we we learned a lot. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> we learned a lot. That's that's always the way. But it's no one be. was unhappy. Not at all. And I think. Um, you know they're they're dying to do it again, so it couldn't have gone yes any other way. But yeah, great. they they already asked me to like if they in could the work eyes with me of again. everyone participating. You yes, know, on our end, we you know we it's it's always that initial oh my god, there's a million things to do, and then you get it you get it flowing <laughs> you get into a groove. and then and then it uh, you know it starts coming together. Well, you so. have to find your groove. Yeah, but I just I wanted to mention it because I know I had a couple friends who like asked me to update them on it, and I was so busy that day that like I didn't even touch my phone. Like yeah. I don't have a picture from the event. I don't have an image of anything. Like yeah. if it you've was, seen a picture, we didn't take it. Yeah, please send it to we me. We were covered <laughs> in. Um, but it went really well. So I just wanted to ash. just wanted to update. Yeah, our, all of our hands were stained by the end yeah. but in was, a good way yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and really nice people heading up that english department yeah uh loved everybody i met Absolutely. at the vcu english department like like loved them <laughs> yeah. like couldn't have gotten along better with them yeah. they were super nice yeah well i feel like that's the i know that's so shocking that like that's all i have to update y'all on but like guys that's all i have to update y'all on like that's that's my life for the past five weeks but also something we did over the past um like literal one week maybe it was like two days we watched 
all of the Scream movies in a row, one, two, three, and four. And now we're here to discuss that with you. Yeah. And we have <laughs> more than you could ever imagine to say about this franchise, okay? Like, we are so prepared right now that, like, sit down, get comfortable. Yeah. Get your own cocktail or tea, whatever you want. It is it is the one that we do every year. Yes. We skip some franchises. We do. We'll, we'll alternate like every other year. Um, but Scream, all of them, every year. Yeah, no matter what. Sometimes just random life, too. Mm -hmm. We'll just, we'll just get March. on one. And Let's then, watch one. And then you just, you kind of just can't. You can't not, not watch finish. all of them. You really can't. Yeah, so... All right, so we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're literally just, we're starting at one, and we're going from there. Strap in. <laughs> okay, so should we jump right in with one, or do you want to know the first thing that I wrote in my notes, the very first thing? I think I told you the other day. It's just Matthew Lillard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like top bill in my mind. Just who name a better actor in Scream than Matthew Lillard? You cannot. I mean, he he steals the show in the nineties a lot. Um, <laughs> he in really a lot does. of good and terrible movies. <laughs> he, but so. he him being in one was honestly a highlight. I guess we'll give a we'll give a quick background, just like a quick scenario. This movie came out in nineteen ninety six. Um, this is a Kevin Williamson written movie directed by Wes Craven. That's that's the background detail. Now, Josh is very in, involved, I guess you will say, with Kevin Williamson things because you Dawson's like Creek. you like Dawson's almost okay. baseline. <laughs> are interrupting me to talk about Dawson's Creek. List like let. How do we know Kevin Williamson? Well. It's it was a lot of it was a hard drop in by him, you know. It was this, yeah. I know what you did. I last know what you summer. did last summer. The faculty. Oh, the faculty. And soon followed by Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek, but then yeah. also like other franchises, right? Um, yeah. I mean, later on. Oh, he did the Vampire Diaries. Never watched it, but that was him. Yeah, and um, he also. Yeah, there's another one, right? Yeah, there was another one. Oh, the following, I believe, oh, was written by the Kevin, the Kevin Bacon. Bacon one. Yeah, which was very murdery and good. So this guy, I mean, he's he's TV, he's movies, he's yeah. kind of he likes to do a it's mystery. Teen angst yeah, teen and murder. angst and murder. You're right. He's yeah. a teen murder guy. Yeah. So it's so uh, that's who wrote this movie. Love um. It. So after you got that background on him, it makes sense that this is about high school kids. Yes. Um, it takes place in the town of Woodsboro, and I think y'all have seen this. I don't really have to get into the detail of the plot, but there's a guy on the phone, and it's called Ghostface, and he calls everybody and pranks them, and then they die, basically. He's there. It's Ghostface. Where, what's your favorite scary yes. movie uh, is the movie, classic. Movie obsessed, yes. Yes, a movie mania obsessed murderer. murderer. Stalker. If you will. Stalker. Yeah, yeah, we could we could definitely a call watching, Ghostface a stalker. It is a, a POV in a way. Element to it, yeah. For sure. There's so many things we could get into. I like to talk about the 
the drop in to the whole movie with the oh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, of course we can. Yeah, so like, sure. Yeah, I, I well, it's, like... it's so iconic that, like I mentioned to Josh before we started recording, that the, the screen poster in many variations is Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. And she's only in the beginning, but it's such an iconic scene. Spoiler, guys, she's dead. Also, also she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> uh, she does not make it. Right. Um, but I it, that whole scene is just so iconic now. And it is for a lot of different reasons. The Jiffy Pop. The Absolutely. phone, the outfit, the hair, yeah. the house. The runaround panoramic glass house. Yes, the it's house. Like, I want to go to insane. that house. And for me now, the, the the hair used to stick as a child, but now it's more about the white jeans <laughs> slash chino. <laughs> Jean or chino uh, and cream colored sweater. Yeah, cream sweater, cable knitty, yes. chunky, and then the bottom is like a crisp summer white pant. Yeah. Uh, and that look is um, throughout the movie, not just on Drew Barrymore, right. but also Comes back on our boy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah, <laughs> we'll right. get there. Yeah, so it's just and yeah, it's her just, look is iconic. It is, and it just shows so much of the blood and the gore when they. Yes, it's a backdrop for the blood. It is. It's a canvas for mm -hmm. her for her entrails that they end up cutting out. Live also, in. she is good. She is she's good. good. She is very good. I love Drew Barrymore. I love her. She's so she's in so many good things. What a treat that she was the intro to that movie because classically Scream, all the Screams have really good intros, I feel. Yeah. They have, that's a part of why I like the Screams. They get right into it's it. It's action from the beginning. It's a hard present drop in, yes. which is is a newer thing cuz a lot of old movies used to drop yes. in with the, the history. Past. It was the history. It was like why these people are doing what they're doing. And this just hard. You're starting and you're in the middle of the story within that, just a few minutes. That is a reason that we've, we literally brought that up in every movie. We we're like, yes. I like how this just starts. It's the pacing that, that oh, they good. recreated the pacing for this. And, you know, you, when you talk about backstory, the backstory is like whispered about between people. They don't even actually really tell it that much. Um, about her mom and Cotton Weary. And yeah, so... Affair. It's like you get snippets through people gossiping yes, on the side. You get the town's version of I, her mom. You don't even pretty, get her version. Pretty sure you only see Liv Schreiber in media footage on the side. In the, the first screen. Yeah, he doesn't even actually have like direct lines with anyone in the cast at You're all, right. maybe. So Sydney is played by Nev Campbell and we're talking about how her mom was murdered the year before. And we don't really even get the full story because I think they knew they were going to divulge things in the next movies. Right. They but had, I like that they did wiggle. that. They I like, I like it that. wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it, they, they give you enough eventually that it all makes sense in the, in the capsule of one. So yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like. I, I mean, love the way. Scream they did. One is so iconic and so classic. Like I love it. We talked about that. The, you see the unsub, Ghostface, if you will, and that's why this is so uh, good. Yeah, yeah. All right, Criminal Minds. Yeah, so, I'm in the middle of a rewatch. Um, but yes, but, you get to see Ghostface, and you get to see Ghostface running around and chasing, and that's part and of it's, why it's so fun. It's immediate, you know. Like we said, it's. That's it's, actually a good point. It's. Nobody has really done it like that. Not nothing really comes to mind in because the way this. Typically, they did this. the horror movies. They like 
the part, the scary part is how you don't see the killer. I know. And I'm, know and, what they yeah. look like, but the costume and, you know, the choice there and seeing it right away. And how they can get how they could get away with that in the first movie is because they had two killers, which is you will find a very common theme in this franchise is having two killers. Well, Kevin except Williamson, for one time, Kevin Williamson <laughs> written only. But I think that's one. a fun concept too, because before scream name, another movie that had two killers. It's like started the thing. It started the possibility of having more than one murderer. It was, it was, Nothing even comes to mind of a partnership. Literally nothing. That, other than like, well, not you, not in this style. Not, not in this in style. style where it's they were they were acting under one entity. Yes, as one as one reveal. It's two. Right, and it's and two of able, your known favorite characters. Exactly. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, and the idea of that being an alibi too. Ooh, it's the perfect alibi. It's, was it's that, oh, why I was there. Yeah. How could I have been there? It's yeah. I was in custody. How could I have done any of this? I think we, something I want to do is list who plays like, so people can get like a feel for like who we're talking about. Like, like I said, like Nev Campbell is Sydney. Uh, David Arquette comes in hard as the town sheriff. Actually, I'm sorry. Deputy. Deputy. He's the sheriff later on in four. Dewey. Courtney Cox is the classic uh, news channel. I'm sorry, journalist. How dare I? Journalist. Mm. Gail Weathers. Matthew Lillard plays Stu. Skeet Ulrich is Billy, a.k.a. Sydney's boyfriend. Rose McGowan is Tatum, Sydney's best friend and also Dewey's sister. Yes. No one wants to fucking talk about that. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Kennedy is Randy, who is the movie geek guy, who is a favorite character of mine, I have Absolutely. to say. Works at a video store. <sighs> I love, okay, that's a Kevin Williamson thing. Yeah. Dawson and Pacey both worked at the video store. So, and also, guys, Dawson's Creek came out after Scream. So yeah. any influence is from Scream. <laughs> Gotta say. Gotta say. I want to yeah. set the record straight. Yeah. Um, but yes, Randy working at the movie store is so fun. I love seeing a scene in a movie in a '90s blockbuster or any mm. local town movie store. Ugh, all the VHS all covers lined up. It's, How nostalgic! It's great. You can always smell it. Oh, it's like a subway. Twizzler, you know what it smells popcorn, like? Popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that carpet? It's yeah. always carpeted. Oh yeah. <laughs> With spills on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but such a cast of characters, so good. I'm trying to think of like what happens next in the movie. Like, oh, well, we could dive into a scene in the beginning that kind of like with Billy and Sydney in her room. Yeah. I mean, that one's <laughs> tough soul for me. <laughs> well, I just want to talk about it because it, it debuts the fact that Kevin Williamson is obsessed to his core with bad covers of songs because in the beginning of scream there's a there's a scene where sydney who's like in a fucking white nightgown they're trying to make her look like a child is in her room yeah. and her boyfriend billy sneaks through the window as if like they're not like almost adult people who can just like normally enter a house like jesus mm -hmm. and they're hiding from her dad yeah and he's trying to fuck her 
Yep. While all of that's happening. Billy's looking greasy, talking about the exorcist and yeah. how it reminded him of her. He's like, oh, I just watched the exorcist. You reminded like, oh. me of you. And now I'm horny. Let's fuck. Okay, yeah. Billy, maybe you're a killer. Maybe yeah. we should have seen it then. Spoiler maybe, alert, Billy is the killer. Maybe that <laughs> wasn't the misdirection. It was <laughs> yeah. just like, this is the See, whole movie. Looking back, it yeah. is a fun little Easter egg of like, it's, Billy's a bad really guy. I, this scene over time to me has come down to the Kevin Williamson thing. Cause I appreciate it for so, the, the teen angst of it all. Yeah. And they're not doing it. But what's crazy to me is that. No, they don't have sex. It's all or nothing. When it is, when he is talking about children having sex with it's, each other, it's, it's they are, penetrative sex or yes, nothing else. Yeah, there's no mouth stuff. There's no hand stuff on the board. No. And then she even, what made me really mad is like, the misconception that there could be boobs in a PG-13 movie. Yes. Well, the okay. narrative. <laughs> she says, no, I won't have sex with you. And then he's leaving and he's all butthurt climbing back out the window. Yeah. And then she goes, well, will you settle for a PG-13 relationship? And he turns back around. And he's like, what? And she flashes in her tits. We don't get to see them as the audience. But there are no boobs in a PG-13 movie. No. And it. All of that. And All I was that. like, okay, well, also, isn't Scream rated R? Show us your tits. Yeah. I guess she hadn't done, <laughs> she hadn't done Wild Things yet either. Oh, my God. I love Wild Things. But yeah. wait, hold on. Earlier I was saying that he loves bad covers. We had to point to this. The whole time in the background of that scene we just described is an acoustic cover of Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. And it is so – and it took us – years to pick up on it by the way i feel yeah. like one rewatch we were like hold on i recognize these lyrics because we always have captions on <laughs> and it was like oh this is fully yeah. don't fear the reaper well and that's the the kevin williamson thing because i know what you did last summer has its Literally, own set it has starts. so I, I believe many it starts with with a bad cover. In that movie. Yeah. And I think that's where we, we realized we it. We just realized that there's no way that he's not writing that in a tagline in the scripts. He, he has, has to, to be, be involved. Contributing he to that. He has to be involved. It's every project that he does has terrible covers. It's, uh, and an abundance of covers nonetheless, bad or good. Yeah. He, this is a man about covers. And also we're kind of, we kind of ironically, but don't ironically love covers. Yeah. So I think that's why it works. It's, it's very conflicting at times. Well, it's fun to find them. It's, right. it's like an Easter egg. Right. That's, It's yeah. very fun. The things you pick up on now. So, yeah. I do like that, though. I, it is fun. I, I do like... Because then you can listen to it. Okay, especially if you've seen a franchise however many times we have, you start looking for different stuff every time you watch it. So Absolutely. we're down to, like, oh, guys, we're going to tell you, like, credit songs. Like, we're, we're really intertwined in this franchise. We really are. But can we talk about Tatum now? Absolutely. Because <laughs> things need to Outfits, be said. Hair, things, eyes. Yes, all of it. All of it. So Tatum, played by Rose McGowan, first of all, she's like she's like the sassy best friend to Sydney. Sydney Sydney is very homebody and since her mom was murdered, she's very like depressed, understandably so. Mm -hmm. Her boyfriend Billy says she should get over it. It was a year ago. <laughs> But she's still very sad. And Tatum comes along and she's kind of like, who the fuck do you think you are? I'm Tatum and I rule the world. And it's such a good dynamic between Sydney and Tatum that you're like, how are they friends? First of all. Yeah. 
the how did they how are they even friends? Yeah. It must be a childhood thing. Just Got grew it. up in the same town. But Rose McGowan, you think of her, I mean, she is a pale, dark, a dark hair, pale skinned person. In this movie, she has bleached her hair and it is like not all the way there. So it's kind of yellow, yeah. but it's kind of working. It's blasted. She it has looks fun. Cool. She has fun. You know she has fun. And then let's talk about your favorite outfit that she wears, which I don't like, but you're obsessed with. The jersey and the red pants? Yes, the jersey and the red pants. Yeah, I, I it's love it. It's a silver jersey, it's though. A, it's a silver nondescript just jersey. Just 10. I think it just says 10 on it. Sold it forever 21 or so, something <laughs> no, worse than well, that. Well, back this, in the day. What, what is... Uh, what was like the clubby place back? I mean, there was... I don't know. At the mall, there was like Wet Seal. It was probably yeah, Wet Seal. yeah. Honestly, it's probably wet seal. <laughs> she looks like someone who would definitely. And then these these tight red hip hugger jeans. I want to say with like a belt, with like know. a hard belt, like yeah. locking them in. And her stomach was exposed. It was like a cute little crop jersey. It was a look. It was. Every time she's on the screen, she's wearing a look. Yes. And that's why it's good. Everything she... we decided that everything she wears is good at, at every point could be a Halloween costume. That most people would recognize. Could identify as yes. you uh, are. Absolutely. As long as you have the the, the hair. The hair, well. It, well, what differentiates her hair from Drew Barrymore's hair is bangs. Bangs. Just and a hair. little length. A little, a length, little length. But mostly bangs. But she's a great character. I was really sad when she died because she dies in this way that like is so unsatisfying because it's not realistic. Because no one would actually die that way. And it's pissing me off even thinking about it right now. No. And I remember playing, I didn't even bring this up when we were watching, but we used to like try to hang on to a garage door because she gets stuck in a dog yeah. door. Yeah. So she's in the garage and Ghostface and her are fighting and he chases her, I guess you will, or forces the only way out, quote unquote, is through the doggy door of their garage. Yes. And by the way, Josh makes this point every time she got her shoulders through so there's no way she wouldn't have been able to go through the whole thing. No, she would have. I mean, she would have dropped out. They had to anchor her in there to lift her up and, and also, murder her with it. Also, you you would prevent you all that would happen if you were stuck in that door and it, and it raised up as a garage door. You would just prevent it from working. It wouldn't cut your head off. Right. It's not a knife. Yeah. Like, and also Ghostface just watched her die while he stands there. And I'm like, okay, you could be like actually killing her right now. And you're not even doing it. Right. We get a, we get a smush face. Her they, death pissed me off. Well, it's because we love her so much. Also, yeah, it would have been so fun to see her at college in the second fucking scream. It yeah. would have been so fun to see Tate at college. There was no, no walking that back. Oh, but also Sydney went to college in Ohio to go for acting we're going to get into that later but i just that's also tatum would have never gone to ohio for college no. but also something we need to talk about with tatum is that so she dies in a very like non-realistic way which is sad because she wouldn't have actually died and keep in mind she was like a very fun character sydney's best friend they never mention her death in the rest of the show i'm sorry movie and then in the second movie, there's not one mention of Tatum whatsoever until Dewey, the third. Dewey doesn't talk about Dewey, her ever. Dewey doesn't talk about her literally ever until the third movie, a side character brings her up and we're like, oh, so we're going to acknowledge Tatum in the third movie now? I don't know. Just did her wrong. Just did her dirty, I think. Did her dirty is, is a good way to put that one. 
but iconic outfits and hair. Yeah. She she liked Drew Barrymore just visually iconic. Yes. Never so forget him. So good. Never forget him. Um, what else should, should we talk about? The should we talk about like the reveal of knowing who the the killers are? Because we haven't even talked about Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I mean it's what else do you want to talk about? You can talk about anything you want to talk about. Well, it's it's a little bit like Dewey is an idiot. Uh, and that <laughs> like we haven't even talked about Gail or Dewey. Yeah. Oh my god. Gail's Gail's Dewey's writer, writer book. That's an important part. We gotta talk about We, we do need to talk about Gail and her book. book. Um on, you know, Cotton Weary, who they thought killed Sydney's mother. That book eventually becomes the franchise. Yes. That is an interesting so, point. Gail basically writes. Be, okay, guys, we haven't even talked about how, well, because it's in the second Scream, how it becomes a franchise within the franchise. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk about that in the second one. But Gail is writing a book. About how Cotton's innocent or proclaims about Yeah, about how the person who killed Sydney's, Sydney's mom is not the person who killed Sydney's mom. Yeah. And that's why she's relevant and that's why she's in the town because she's trying to, if there's more to the story, she wants to be there. So she's got her like, her cameraman with her everywhere she fucking goes and they've got a van. That's who oh, the cameraman in the van is like, he's got all these vintage chips. Oh, and yeah. it's so satisfying to the see the vintage chip ruffles, bags. The, the Tostitos. Tostitos. Oh, Tostitos yeah. bags used to be so fucking good. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, Dewey's an idiot. Gail is like, I love Gail. I think people hate Gail, but I love Gail. Because she's just like, she just wants shit for herself and nothing is standing in her way. Like, you cannot get in the way of Gail if she wants something. And I admire that. That's great. I love the way she treats the cameraman. It's hilarious. I do too. Cause she's in charge and yeah. she's like, you're my little assistant bitch. Yeah. Oof. It's, it's really good. She's, she's somehow a comic relief where like, yes, even though you wouldn't think that. No. And you would think that they're like building that person up for you to hate them, to kill them. So you're happy. <gasps> they die. Good point. Wait, that's a really good point. They typically are but going to does. kill the annoying, yes. more annoying character. Yeah. But Scream does shit so backwards. Un- they kill people that you like. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get rid of people exactly. that you love. So, yeah. To our... And also, we have to talk about how Gail basically only wears neon clothes. Like, Oof. Gail will only wear bright neon suit, pantsuits, yeah. skirt suits. So it starts. It starts there with the green one. Is that in the green, first one? Green bozo that, clown is look. That, is yeah, that in the first it, it's one? like is a that second. No, one? it's a chartreuse green. Oh no, the second one is when she has the red chunky highlights. So yeah. then her clothes kind of go a little darker to match that. Because yeah. there's the Ronald one, McDonald. Third one. one is baby bush bangs Ronald McDonald suit. Yes. Fourth one, she dresses pretty normal because it's 2011. But yeah, Gail's outfits. Who clownish? I will say neon clown suit. Just but shocking, she's rocking it. Shocking choices. Shocking. That yeah, I guess they're career choices. Really, they, she's, she's. I think she to wants to be out. bold. Yeah, she's trying to stand out. You got to stand out when you're but, like talking into the camera. I guess. Yeah. Also, well, in the end, it's revealed the two killers. Stu, the beloved Stu, 
and then the shitty ass boyfriend, Billy. They are in cahoots. But then to make it seem like they didn't do it, they're going to stab each other to try to make it look like they didn't do it. And that this is when the cream colored sweater and the white pants comes back into play from the scene one because now it's not drew barrymore wearing it it's matthew lillard wearing an identical outfit and he's getting stabbed and all the blood is going everywhere and i'm like is this a mirror of drew barrymore because they were ex-boyfriend and girlfriend it is again a canvas for just all of the blood intake um, that scene is so good though the kitchen scene it's so great the phone call the phone call my mom is gonna be so mad at me yeah. <laughs> he has some of the best lines the liver alone Wait. joke liver uh-huh. like liver and onions oh my god matthew lillard has the best one-liners by far but he basically they reveal to sydney that it was it was you know oh i killed your mom wait they also killed her mom so it was like Oh, not only did we kill all of your friends and and chase you and stalk you, we killed your mom back a year ago. And I told you to GOIB about it. Yep. And you you didn't know it was me all along. But didn't see it coming first time you ever watched it. You're like, Stu and Billy. It's a shocker. It the more that I watch things like Criminal Minds, you realize that like teenagers could have never done something where they had to be calm for one year after (laughs) they did the one thing they would have told everybody they would have been bragging to everybody but you kind of forget that because everyone looks like they're 30 anyway so you you just kind of (laughs) let some things go there yeah everyone's an old person playing a teenager it's a grease situation not to the extent of grease but it is adults close Man, what do I have anything else? Let me see if I have anything written down for Scream. Oh, uh, do you, well, I mean, credit songs. I mean, we're going to have to eventually talk about all the credit Whisper songs. Whisper to a Scream. Whisper to a Scream by Soho. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Couple, color, couple other things really quickly before. Where are the parents? Where are anybody's parents in this fucking town? There's a party because his parents are out of town. Sydney's Sydney's dad dad is out of town. Her mom's dead. Undescriptive what he does for a living. No, no, we don't get to know that. He's just going to be at the Marriott. He's Uh, dad. He's dad for a living. Yeah. And then also Tatum and Dewey, we don't ever hear about their parents. It's just like presumed that Dewey. Her mom's in it. Her mom's in it for like a split second. Because she's like, oh, you got a call. You're right. And then. Dewey being the idiot cop, but still lives at home not, with his yeah, mom. Yes, Dewey and Tatum live at home. And then, but also, and Dewey's twenty five. Dewey can't figure out who called his house, <laughs> or like <laughs> the killer calls Dewey's house, and, and they don't, they can't find, they cannot yeah. find Ghostface. Yeah. Okay, I just, I cannot. Um, yeah. Also, Henry Winkler making a classic cameo yeah. as the principal. Guys, Henry Winkler is an American treasure. I love him. And just seeing so him good. just Calling for like out. five minutes, yeah, ugh, just made the movie for me. I fucking love Henry Winkler. Yeah. He was good. He was calling out 
the youth of America for being desensitized and whatnot. Yeah, he was very was meta very, commentating on yes, on the like kids of today. How, yeah, everybody <laughs> would be making jokes about it while they were living in the town while people were getting murdered in the town. Yeah, no uh, one, and also just no one really seemed to care that there was a killer on the loose. Everyone kind of just like no. did. I mean, school closed down, but like that's it. No, and it it didn't make sense to me ever that like no one was talking about how the person was like calling everyone before they killed them yes no one was on high yeah. alert about calls. strange calls yeah. and like like other than sydney other yeah, than sydney no one was on alert for like yeah. getting a call even yeah. though everyone okay yeah that's a good point it was like yeah. why is the whole town not talking about this yeah so you know well i want to talk about the credit song and then maybe we should just like discuss how the credit songs in this franchise is pure shit yeah it only gets well, that's debatable. Yeah, sorry. It, it goes no, up and down. It goes up I'm and down. Um, it, there's some things to discuss. Before we get into the credit songs, which, trust me, needs to be discussed, let's talk about how the first movie, like, where did, where did, who's alive? Like, who is left? Well, Dewey was stabbed in the back. Dewey was stabbed in the back. <laughs> Gail, Gail, Gail was shot? shot in the arm, right? Yeah. She got, did she get shot? I can't even remember now. Oh my God, was she like, shot or stabbed? Well, Randy was definitely shot. I don't Randy think, was shot. I think she was just hit a lot. And then she wrecked she the van the when she, she was, was trying car. to. So Gail lived, Dewey stabbed in the back. Randy's shot. Randy was shot and killed. Randy was shot and lived. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, thinking Character. Yeah. Randy was shot and lived. Yeah. Um, Billy. Billy was dead. Shot, but then came back alive, did that fake out, and then they shot him again. Mm -hmm. uh, Stu had the most iconic death of all time. And I think about it all every time, every day of my life since I've watched Scream. Yeah. I think about the TV falling on Stu's head. You got to remember that Dude. this is 1996. <laughs> this giant ass TV. Smashed on his head. And his whole body is going. He's like, oh my God, it is so fun. Yeah. Um, After they stabbed each other a whole bunch of times. Yeah, they each Oh, also, stabbed. we got to talk about how she banged Billy eventually. She, she did does, have sex with Billy. She does have so sex with Billy. So she has sex with Billy eventually after he convinces her that he wasn't the killer because Stu and him are in cahoots. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't know that yet. And so Stu comes into the room after they fuck and he stabs Billy. Ghostface stabs Billy. So you think Billy is dead for a second. Fake. Until you realize that it was a fake out death. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was that was a fun little twist too. It's like, yeah. trust me enough just to fuck me, and then I'm gonna kill you. That was his whole plan. That was his whole plan was to fuck Sydney and then kill her. Yeah. But he didn't kill her. Obviously, Sydney lives. She moves on. To, she's in every movie. Um, Gail, like we said, she lives. She's beat up real bad. Yeah. No, but at the end, you do see that Dewey does. He he's alive, and right, Gail is like because right. <gasps> Gail is all concerned. Because um, they were starting to get romantically involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're flirting the whole but, movie long, but not all the way. But yes, they're yes. just heavy flirting. Heavy flirting. Um, and I think that's about it. I think that's where they leave us. Yeah. Um, and then they every scream does this fun thing at the end of every credits, like at the beginning of every credits, is where they have like title cards for every actor with um, a little like 
scene of them in the movie. So you know who, what actor, you know, played who. But the thing is, the song choices that scream one, two, three, mm. and four. Right now we're just going to talk about one. But every single one of the song choices for this moment is pure trash. Yeah. It is the worst selection. It was like... I mean, out of nowhere, too, like has nothing to do with the theme of the music that was in the movie, has nothing to do with the vibe, vibe. of yeah. anything going on. Like, so it's so jarring because you're, you're, you know, you're watching this fun montage of people and then all of a sudden it cuts into the credits and you hear this song start. Um, and it's like, actually, I'm going to pull up. I think I have some of the lyrics, right? It was like, it's like love and water rushing down like it's about like nothing and then all of a sudden you realize why they put this as the credit song do you want to explain why they did whisper to a screen because it's just called whisper to a screen in parentheses like birds fly what tragic I'm, more tragic okay, than any death. i'm gonna try my hardest to insert a clip of the song right now because i don't think that people understand how bad it is like it is so bad. And also, like, this is 1996. There's a lot of good music coming out in 1996 that they could have chosen. And they chose a nothing song for the end credits. Yeah. It could have almost ruined finishing the movie so well. And right? then having to leave the theater hearing Listening that. to that. <laughs> like, guys, it is, and also it's by a band called Soho. Ever heard of it? No, no one has. How did they even fucking find this band to do this song? Yeah. What in the fuck is wrong with the end credit songs? And also, each movie is just as bad. It's not just Scream 1. Yeah. It's... Also, I kind of think it's funny to call it Scream 1. <laughs> <laughs> instead of scream yeah um it, it's just so and also as you guys know i know you know this already but me and josh watch all the credits and then the best part of the credits is when you how did we find out that this, this song is this called is, whisper we to just a learned this this year we've seen this oh oh the whisper to a scream no the at the end of the credits when we find the special thanks oh oh yeah don't i was gonna say that we like watching the credits because you have to wait you have to scroll you have to wait for all the personnel and everybody that worked on the movie to scroll past and then you get to the music and it lists the song and the band and the writer and everything so that's how we find out like the titles of the songs and everything that really helped us in screen three find out some shocking information not gonna Absolutely. even spoil it shocking information Absolutely. On the soundtrack of Scream 3. Um, but Oof. at the very end of the credits of the first movie, should we look up what it says word for word? I know what it says word for okay, word. Okay, what it, like, it says, out of nowhere. No thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa City School District Government Board. That's the most specifically petty thing. And it's Wes Craven. Wes Craven. It's Wes Craven. Directly. He's the director, and he directly had issues while filming in this school. They had picked the high school where they were going to film all the high school scenes because it's taking place I assume in high that school. picking the town had to do with picking the... It was a whole process. Right. It was like, so they picked the he town, was, they picked the, the location. He was obviously and then, and then all of a sudden, they recant, and they say, oh, actually, no, you can't use this anymore. Not only did he... 
fully on screen credits say no thanks to you. But now I learned online that that is now a band, like it's shadow band. Like people don't film there. People are not like, they, they're basically like, what is it called when you're like, Blacklist. Yeah, you're there. It was a black. I couldn't think of it. It's a blacklisted, sh like shooting location now. If you are in the film industry, you know to that fuck Sonoma County School Board. <laughs> it's, it was pretty long, and it's there's a long list of thank yous to like the fire department and the police chiefs. Oh, they're and, not. Like, they're not everybody being rude. in else in the town, and then it was like no thanks. The to school, you. <laughs> the school that. It screwed them over. He he couldn't get over it, and I that I really was such enjoyed a good, that. And we did not notice that until this time. I watch every credit of every movie, <laughs> and I know to finally see that one at the end was was fun because I've probably watched this a dozen times at so least. So many times, at least. Such a, such a solid movie. What would you rate it out of ten? Like I kind of think I give it like honestly like a nine out of ten. Maybe yeah. nine and a half out of ten. I love it I, so much. I would say it's a top three horror, movie. horror film. Yes, uh, me too. I could watch it over and over. Yeah. And we do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, as, as something that you watch again and again, especially, because that's kind of a distinct thing. Some movies yes, are amazing don't and you of. don't need to revisit them as much. But like I said, we're... Scream is rewatchable. Every every year. Okay, let's move. I want to move right into Scream 2 because I love the beginning. Absolutely. <laughs> because it's like, it's setting a tone that like, oh, Screams have cool intros because they, they kind of have this action-packed intro that sets the tone for the whole movie. Yeah, and I think they got they got a really, they got a lot of credit for the first one. They like did. The first one is so good. The first one like is we talked, talked about. about, yeah. And it was also, it was, you know, it was stacked with Drew Barrymore. Big name, this big name. Second one is stacked with Omar Epps and Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith. Smith. Who was probably couple. just Jada Pinkett at that point? I don't know. I don't. I don't when even think. I don't think she was hyphenated yet. Wow. Just Jada just, Pinkett. Yeah. Well, Jada. It, it, just also, Jada. we're figuring out just that. Just Jada. Yeah, and she, she, her face is actually on that poster. I'm gonna stand of by the that. Second movie. I'm gonna stand by that one. It's her and Nev Campbell on the poster. I guess because yeah, they had I two different colored her. eyes. I don't know. I think it is her. She's on the left. It would. Yeah, I guess you're stage right. right. She's on the left. All right. Um, but yeah. it is such a good little intro because you're at a, they're at a movie theater. Which I want to talk about. Well, just a little side note on the theater Oh, yeah. Well, itself. Hold well, hold on. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Well, do you want to talk about now? Well, I just wanted to say that that theater was also used in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> So uh, Josh should absolutely just start a Dawson's Creek podcast because I yeah. swear to God, he knows more about it than literally any person in the world. I'm not fucking kidding. Like, I'm not kidding. There are only a few people that can keep up. Kyle shockingly. <laughs> I can keep up with your Dawson facts. Kyle, Kyle's shockingly one of those people. Um, oh, but, and by the way, guys, I've not seen Dawson's Creek. I've only seen a little bit of it. So just yeah. letting you know where I'm at with you know, the some highlights. Some, some, uh, I've seen some. The, yeah, the some witch. cultural reference yeah. point episodes. Yeah. And I know the gist. But yeah. yes, we're at a theater. We're at a movie theater. Yes. And it's a couple. 
And it's, as we said, Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett. We'll say Jada Pinkett. Mm -hmm. And they're going to see. Now, this is when you realize, oh, shit, they're really, like, doing this. Because what movie are they going to see? They're basically going to see Scream. I know that sounds weird. Stab. They're seeing a new movie <laughs> franchise called Stab. So now we've we've we are now introduced to the fact that now there is a meta series of movies going on within the Scream franchise that's based on the Scream movie called Stab. Well, it's, it's based, based on, on the book by Gail Weathers. The Woodsboro Murders, <laughs> murders by, Gail by Gail Weathers. But that's why we said it was important to know that she was writing the book because the she she writes the Stab franchise essentially, not really, but. She's responsible for the book that starts the Stab franchise, which is such a cool element to the movie, by the way. Absolutely. Like I how they have, they have, so basically we get to watch Heather Graham be Drew Barrymore from the first scene of Scream in the first scream of, scene of Scream 2. Yeah. Oh my God, what did I just say? But that made sense. Which is, and in, in, yeah, have a commentary on what they already did. Yes! Like how more and gratuitous it could have been yes. than it actually was. Because they went then, they went bigger and crazier in right. the movie version. And also, guys, right. I just want to say behind the scenes wise, Scream came out in December of 1996 uh, and then was re-released in uh, of, eight, of April, like April of 97. 97. In the theater. And then Scream 2 comes out in December of 1997. Yeah. It came out a, before a year had passed since the first Scream. So, like, this movie is, like, fresh on everyone's mind when they go see Scream 2. They've just seen Scream. You could probably double feature it. You could probably have double featured it. Yeah. They probably overlapped. So I just love that element, too. Absolutely. Because it's just, like, everyone's on Scream mania right now. We've got a fucking release. Well, and I also always like to wonder if Stab was considered as a name for the movie. Oh. And that's why it's like a joke to them within the joke that Ooh. is the movie. Because like, it easily could have been called Stab. It could stab. have been called Stab because the easily. knife is the chosen. And it's not, oh, we talked about this. The shape of the knife is identifiable to the screen movies. Iconic. It's not a butcher knife. It's like that little hook. No. It's that little on the end. I don't even know. It's, it's like a. It's like a military utility yeah. like hunting knife. Hunting knife. knife. Yeah. It's a hunting knife basically. Yeah. Which Stu brings it up because he like the intro. He does. Thing. He does. He brings it up. But anyway, but, yeah. it starts in the movie theater, and these and uh, spoiler alert. Sorry, the couple gets murdered. Jada Pinkett and Omar get murdered, and then that sets the tone of like, oh, Ghostface is fucking back, and then we get to see that Sydney is now in college in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. So that. <laughs> That was just the intro, and then we have to find where Sydney is in the world because if there's if Ghostface is back, she's gonna Ghostface is gonna want to fucking kill Sydney. Okay, yeah. so she needs to be alert, and we find her in a dorm room, and we look it up later. It's supposed to be Ohio. Ohio. These people. There's a there's a small mention of how where they used to live was in a California town. Uh huh. Just like loosely hill. California. Like, yeah. Beverly Hills, but in some weird mountainous part of California. Mm -hmm. So Sydney made the move to Ohio oh, to study what? Acting. Acting. 
acting. Is, okay, explain me that. And Randy for film, I assume. Yeah, because, and, then, and then Randy goes to the same college as Sydney. Yeah. I assume, yes, to study film. Because they both decided they got to escape the town they live in. But the only way to do that is to move to Ohio. And take to, film and acting class in Ohio. In Ohio. Instead of California. Yes. So yes. we just have to lay that down. Also, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. Also, I love that caller ID is like the new technology. The new technology. That is like the wildest They're thing. They're showing off the fact that Sydney now has caller ID. And she she is unfazed by the calls because you cannot fool her. These people are fake calling her to she's like, antagonize okay, her. Okay, Brad at 555-1234. And then they hang up. They're all scared of her now because she's got caller ID. She's invincible. She cannot die. She knows who's calling her. <laughs> big, big year in tech. So. But that was such a big thing. It was. It was. <laughs> I remember getting caller ID. I remember oh, it yeah. being a big deal. Oh, it was a big deal, for yeah. sure. Just having a phone that didn't have a fucking cord on it was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, but she's she's at college. Like we said, Randy is also at the college, which is great to see a familiar face. Uh, and also, it is a fun setting to be. Okay, I told Josh this when we were watching it. It's a horror movie that's a college theme and like, but it's like so rare that it's like daytime and like you get to be on the campus and I don't know. I just love the setting. Like campus college horror is good. Yeah. And it's like a horror college -y thing with no ties to like camp in any way. Like it's no, like, it's not like camp counselors or anything. It's like, no, we're just in college. No, they're, they're supposed to be going to class all the yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, supposed they to don't. be living. Oh, and who's, Regular her, who's her new boyfriend this year? Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Mr. Charming. Yeah. Mr. I can't do anything wrong. Looks good. Uh, fraternity dude. Oh. Which seems like an odd choice yeah. for her. Why did they incorporate that aspect into this movie? It did not need to. Well, I guess well, they just wanted a bunch was, of characters. They just wanted well, a bunch of characters. They needed to be able to go to the party. Party at the, at the frat house. And everyone needed to be involved. So I feel like that was part of it. Her roommate's dying to be a part of the sorority, which is where the party happens. Yeah, and, and she's trying to get Sydney. So Sydney's roommate is like cool and nice, whatever. I didn't even think she would be in a sorority. And then she was trying to get Sydney to join it. And I'm like, oh, so you clearly have never spoken five words to Sydney. She's not a fucking sorority girl. No. And they like really badly want her to be part of it. Because she's like, I think it's because of her drama now. Yeah, it, it has to be. It has to be. And it's also because she it's, doesn't want it. And right. so they want she, her yeah, to want yeah. it. Because who are the people? We got to talk about this stacked cast. Oh, God. Portia yeah. de Rossi is one. Is, and um, uh, uh, Rebecca Gayhart, murderer, Gayhart. celebrity yeah. murderer. Yeah. Um, they play like the lead two sorority girls that are trying to rope the city and her roommate into this sorority. I mean, they're so young in this movie. This this came out in 1997. I don't know if we mentioned that. Um, I mean, who else? There's a oh wait, Timothy Oliphant has joined the club. Yeah, he's in film class with Randy. Oh, and Sarah Sydney. Michelle Geller and Sarah Michelle Geller is there too. Guys, Sarah also Michelle Geller. Class. Everyone is here to take these very specific classes. They're all in the film also, class. Are joining the same sororities and fraternities, I guess. And also, they're oh, film Josh class. Jackson's. Oh, uh, well, class. Josh Jackson, which 
is that not the inspiration for your blonde hair anyway? Well, that was he wasn't he wasn't blonde then. No, not not in Scream Two, but he was blonde in Urban Rule. Legends. Oh wait, no, and, Urban Legends and Cruel Intentions. Maybe the same years. Wait, he was blonde and cruel intention because I think that they filmed it. I think we looked it up. Yeah, it probably coincides with the exact same. So time. yeah, Josh Jackson. Not only yeah. is he Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, <laughs> but Kevin Williamson in general now because, like we yeah. said, Scream Two came out before Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. They were putting that together, obviously. They were in cahoots the already. They had to have been. God, so good. Yeah. But basically, I guess the gist of the second, the second, I said second season, the second film is basically that it's a college, the same movie, but based in college town. Yes. Um, we're trying to find the killer. Yeah. They, they keep killing people along the way. Um, the boyfriend is very suspect. The boyfriend is like, like he, he's. You want to believe him. But you want to believe him. Because now you know there's so two tiers nice. of believing someone because your alibi is never believed. And then, and then Sydney is so scarred from Billy that she has trust issues. Of course, I mean, everything gives well, her trust would, issues. Yeah, she would never get over that. So. so, I mean, it's still really fun, even though it is the same movie. Does that make oh, sense? Absolutely. Oh, um, they kill Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk about how they Randy, kill. Re Randy regret is what they, I'm calling Randy it. Randy regret. Randy regret. They because... have, this is, this is the, this is the, um, I keep saying episode and <laughs> yeah. then season. Well, you this know. is the movie yeah. that they kill Randy. Yeah. And which, why did they do that? Well, we, we looked into it too. And there was huge rewrites on this because it was leaked. <gasps> Wait, and I think this that Randy's death came as a rewrite. I think it did too, and I'm pissed. So we need to get our hands on this first Scream Two script. I also have re rewrite. I, I want to read original. I want to yeah. read the original. Okay, <laughs> because everything was different. Apparently, this got leaked. The apparently the script got leaked, and Kevin Williamson was like pissed about it because he just like wanted to keep things a secret. Obviously, the reveal at the end of Scream was like a big thing, so I think he wanted to keep that going. So he rewrote the script multiple times, and then he had to get the cast to like sign NDAs, and like he had to like he like went through all these steps to they get them. They were also them. filming before the script was finished. Yes. They were already filming before so, he had written the end of the movie because he had to rewrite the end of the movie had four fucking killers originally. The original script had four killers. Um, spoiler alert, this one had two as well. It was yes. pretty good. I liked who was revealed to be the killers. Yeah, Billy's mom. Which Billy's mom out of nowhere disguising herself as uh, Debbie Salt. Yeah, Debbie, Debbie Salt. Salt. Um, and she is she's in the whole movie. Local you just Ohio don't know. reporter. Yeah, local Ohioan reporter, <laughs> Debbie Salt. Uh, um, also, I love that Gail and Dewey travel to this Ohio college just because Sydney is there. Right. Well, because there could people be are murdered at the premiere. Well, yeah. In a random Ohio town where Sydney happens go, to go no, to school. No, they, they go to her college. Right. And so yeah. that's how this is. We had to, we were like, what's the correlation? Like, why are these people getting murdered pertaining yeah. to this? But it's because they go to her college. Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar And Smith. they have the names. Yeah. Either well, no, it's like it was the Maureen. first or the last. It was like Maureen or something. Right. They have names of people that have been killed. Yeah. yeah. 
How would he have known that? Um, How would he have known they were going to that movie? That's I have a lot of issues. I have with so that. many questions. I have so many questions. How did Jada not know that it was Timothy Oliphant sitting next to her, not Omar? Epps? I know they're very different. She had to touch the blood on his jacket to realize I that know. that wasn't the same guy she went to the movies with. And Fox. Yeah. You can't. It's I weird. could if you. I could recognize you with a ghost face exactly. uh, uh, costume on. Right. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't. I, I, I would know it was you or not you. Even in a weird place. Yeah, like a you know the movements of where your all the shit's going on. Like it's, I had a lot of issues with that, but you get past that. It's fine. It's a fun <laughs> thing. It's a fun intro if you don't look at the technical yeah. details. My my big issue, I hate that they kill Randy. It's I hate that. I they know kill that Randy. they regret that later on. They do. It's proven that they regret that in Screen Three. Yeah, because they, they have bring to him back out, in a video. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, do like a. Last Will and Testament, basically. Well, I, I do think that it was because of the rewrites. It was because of the rewrites and a time crunch, but it's just so sad because he Randy was, would okay, still be such a Do you a know good, why we love Randy? Because we are Randy. Well, we, we are, are Randy's. Randy. Randy was also the iced tea of <laughs> Scream. Because <laughs> he, he, he was always giving the rules out. He was like the rules uh, to, you know, horror film and then the rules to the sequel. And then... The rules to the trilogy. But it was hilarious when him and Dewey have that conversation where they rule people out because yeah. they could be considered suspects. So mm-hmm. they go, well, what about blah, blah, blah. And they bring up that killer to the elephant. What is his name in the movie? Can't even fucking think of it. Um, Mickey. 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 So they're like, well, it could have been Mickey. And then and then they dismiss it because it could have equally have been Randy or Dewey. Yeah. And so that was them saying like, oh, we thought well, of yeah, that guy one time. And then we moved on. If it's Mickey, it could be Randy. And exactly. If it, it could be Randy, then it, it could be, be Dewey. Dewey. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was the trickle down of them glossing over why they didn't look yeah. more into Mickey. Which, spoiler alert, also, Mickey is the partner in crime, which is Tilly, Timothy Oliphant, with Billy's mom. Truly just crazy, blame the movies mm-hmm. film student. Mm-hmm. Exactly what he always It was very was. stereotypical. It was like, yeah. well, I'm the crazy film In the guy. the same way that it was Billy when yeah. the first one. Oh like, my God, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's the exact same creep. trope. Yeah. Um, but in a different way. Wait, but that was still fun. Something, a good point that we did bring up is that there's no way that Gail, despite any kind of weight loss, I don't care. Yes. I don't care about what, however much weight that. you lose. Gail would have known what Billy yeah. Loomis's mother bo- looked some like. Some Botox and some pounds. Gail Weathers and, might I add, um, fucking Sydney would both know what Billy's well, I don't think mom. She, she didn't never, see Sydney. But she I'm never interacted saying. with Sydney, but Gail interacted with her multiple times. Face to face in conversations. Okay, dare I say even Randy might know who what Billy Loomis's mom looks like. I would hope so because it seemed like they all hung out I'm since they were children. I'm just literally like that did Small not. Town. That did, and also I think I'm just gonna let things go because of the rewrites. I'm honestly think I'm gonna let things yeah. go because the original killers were supposed to be Billy Loomis's mom, right? She um, was still there. Timothy Elephant as Mickey, yes. Jerry O'Connell as. I don't yes. even know her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary comes back. Coming back. Which, I mean, he, he should. He is in the movie. He we deserves to kill some people. Liam Shriver is in the movie. He's trying. They want you to think he's the killer, too. 
well, because he was released because he was found innocent because he went to jail for an entire year. Falsely accused. Right, falsely accused of murdering Sydney. And Taylor. this is the movie, obviously this is the movie that Sydney realizes that Cotton is clearly not guilty because the whole time she's like, no, Cotton did it. Even though Billy fucking confessed to her. Yeah. Oh my God, Sydney. Like, really? Like, um. I also like to think about how hard Dewey limps. Okay, but not only is it a limp, it's it's, a, it's an it's, arm. It's, it's a whole it's, side it's, of the body. It is a it's an arm that's supposed to be in a sling. Imagine an arm in a sling with no sling. And there's something and then about a limp. He he makes reference. It's to a nerve. He said a it's pinch a nerve. nerve or something. Yeah, um, nerve. Yes, or... Dewey's limp is like exaggerated beyond belief. I'm like, I know you got stabbed in the back. Oh wait, guess what happens to to Dewey in the second movie? He gets stabbed in the exact same spot in the back. Dewey gets, Dewey gets a knife in the back again. 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 But it saves his life because the scar tissue from the first <laughs> wound blocked the second wound. That's what they said. Yeah. Um, so hilarious that you also think Dewey's going to die again. And then Gail also thinks he's going to die again. And then she's relieved Again, again, when he does not die. Same way, it's I think. It's the same movie. It's, it's, it's literally it's like coming out, yeah, coming, it's out, like coming the... out of the building again. Yeah. It's like coming out oh. of the house, coming out of the building, yeah. Quickly, I know that you specifically want to talk about how after Sydney has an altercation with Ghostface in a car, they're in a car with Ghostface, they get away. She just goes right back to the scene of the fucking crime. Yeah. She goes back to the school. Well, she doesn't even know that there's a crime happening, but there's absolutely no reason to her. There's no reason to for her go to go back into to the, the theater where the movie there ends. There's no reason also, for her to go no there. Also, there's no reason for her to be an actress in a play where she plays a person that gets stabbed to death by a bunch of masked killers. She would have the biggest PTSD of anybody. And, yes. and then her her um, her um teacher is forcing her to do it. He, she's, yes. He's like, get over it, Cindy. Yeah. He's basically billying her. He's yes. like, get over it. Yeah. So you've been stalked and tried to kill. This you, you're supposed to be an Oh, and actor. they wore a mask and yeah, the whole thing. It's, it doesn't make a, a lick of sense. I kind of like the chaos though. It's great. It's college. <laughs> Okay, who who do we have left? Who's making it to seemingly scream three in our eyes? Like, who's left at the end of movie two? Well, oh, I guess I guess there is the one last point. I was thinking I didn't have any, but oh, oh yeah, please. Jerry O'Connell gives his Greek letters. Oh, <laughs> and this is unimportant to Wait. anything at all. But I noticed it this rewatch. Because she wears it into the next movie. She wears it in the next movie. Which is shocking. She also uses it to whip Timothy Hit in the face. In the face. With. So yes, that is a weird point. How like Jerry O'Connell is her boyfriend, whatever. I, I'm not ever even attached to them. Like, also, it was oh a, my god. It was a very Titanic moment where she could have saved him. And she just didn't. Because, she couldn't let him down. Well, she was suspect because it's her boyfriend. <gasps> she didn't trust him. And then Timothy was acting like, oh, he's my partner. But <gasps> okay. then he just fucking kills him anyway. Because he's then, trying to be like, yeah, yeah, it's like Stu and Billy, yeah, me and Jerry yeah. O'Connell. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. She tries to fake her out and but then it loses it's her very, trust. It's very, very Titanic where she could have saved him. 
she could, she, yeah, she's very rosing this. Like she could have saved her boyfriend. So then she feels so guilty. And guys, the necklace with the Greek letters is so ugly. It's fugly. Like no one should want to wear this. Also, just fraternities and sororities make no fucking sense. Just have to get that out there. Um, but on top of everything, she continues to wear that necklace. You catch a few in the, in the third scream. And it, yeah. I was just like, I feel like why? that's a guilt. That's a guilt it's chain. It's a guilt chain. It's a guilt chain. Is what we're calling it's, now. It's Sydney's guilt so I just chain. Just want to talk about that. Yeah. No, just we definitely, definitely. So he's dead. Her roommate's dead. Her roommate died. Yeah. So Randy's dead. Randy died. We're talking about the core three now. The core three. It's it's Dewey, Gale, and Sydney are left. Basically, yeah. Cotton Weary lives. Weary. Cotton Weary lives. Very important. Very important to know that Cotton Weary lives on. And also yeah. him and Sydney are on good terms. Yes. Because when when everything is said and done. He actually saves her. He saves the day. He truly yeah. does. So, he goes, so that's the only fun part about knowing about the rewrite is actually knowing that Cotton he was originally going to be the be killer, killer. And he walks in the end and, and saves, saves Sydney. Sydney. But also, he only agrees to save Sydney <laughs> after she agrees to do a Diane Sawyer interview with him on TV. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also funny that he's yeah. like, there are stipulations here. Yeah. And I think it's funny they went Diane Sawyer and not Barbara Walters. Not Baba Wawa. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> what, like, 97. I, I, Wait, guess, I don't remember you who. You know how I feel about yeah. Diane fucking Sawyer. Yeah, Watch knew. a Whitney interview with her. It's so offensive you want to die. Yeah. Watch a Britney interview with say. her. You want to kill that bitch. Britney and I Whitney's, fucking hate Diane yeah, Sawyer. You'll never forgive her. I fucking hate her. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just I classically hate that but bitch. But also, that's like, he, but he is like. He is who would be on Diane Sawyer. Absolutely. Though. Absolutely. But I want, okay. I, I'm going to reveal something. This is going to be a two-parter. So we're going to talk about Scream 3 and 4 next week. But I want you to remember that Cotton is obsessed with, like, Diane Sawyer and, like, interviews and, like, being on, on the TV. Like, that will come back in episode <laughs> In yeah. movie three. He's looking for his 15 minutes of he fame. Is. He says that out loud. And Sydney, after everything is said and done, and like, so Gail, Dewey eventually, but Gail, Sydney, and Cotton are the survivors, and everybody swarms Sydney to talk to her, and then she just goes, talk to Cotton, he's the hero. And then every single reporter runs mm. over mm. to cotton and no one looks or talks to Sydney once again. Yeah, she, and she walks home and they just pan away of her just walking home. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. I got a lot of questions. There. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Also, can there. she walk everywhere on this fucking campus? Also, this is not a city college. This my, is not a city campus. No. And she's walking everywhere. My head goes to like, you know, like dead man on campus. Like, do you get straight A's because, <laughs> because everyone you know was died? murdered? Yeah. Did she just her pass? roommate did die? Did so she, she hit pass? the one level. Yeah. Did they just give her a degree because six of her friends died? <gasps> did they just give her a degree? How could she finish college? She couldn't finish college. How could then. she have mentally also, finished college? What do you do with that degree from an Ohio theater course <laughs> major anyway? Oh, so it doesn't really God. matter. Um, but yeah, the end is kind of. But like, I guess that's why she's like 
a telemarketer in the next well, one. Well, no, she's not a telemarketer, Josh. <laughs> well, I Are you fucking but, kidding I mean, me? She works for us like a women's helpline. Okay, well, so she she didn't major in that at all. No, no. Maybe she changed her major. Maybe no, true. they just threw in there that she was a theater major, and it made no sense because Sydney's the quietest person ever. Well, it's the same thing. Like, we didn't see the dad at all in two. And then he comes back in And three. no one even mentions No, he comes back that... in four. No, it was three. It was three. Her aunt, anyway. her new aunt, is in four. <laughs> Found never, an aunt, never even heard of. But uh, we do have to talk about the credit songs for two. Yeah, because this one, this so one this, actually had a good one. This this one has a, a good list because the first one is bad. Don't co- get me wrong. College in the late nineties. Well, the soundtrack in general is very collegey. It's very. It's got Dave Matthews mm-hmm. Band. Wait, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look up the soundtrack because it's so good. Okay, it's got Sugar Ray, D'Angelo, which I don't ever hear. And I, I just, I'm kind of thinking they're just throwing that in there. It's in the background. I didn't even hear it. Yeah, it I would have known a D'Angelo song. Um, Dave Matthews Band, Collective Soul, Tonic, mm-hmm, Foo mm-hmm. Fighters, mm-hmm. Nick Cave, which we'll definitely bring him up soon. Less Than Jake. Um, so very college very mixtape, yeah. if you will, yeah. um, different genres, and also a little song by Master P written for the song called Scream. Yeah. And that is actually a really good song. Yeah. But should have been, should have been the credit song. That should have been the credit song. And what we mean by that is like roll credits, what song is playing. It was not, it was a pop punk cover of I... Want you think to, I love I you. I think I love you. That's what it's I like, I think I love you, but what am I so afraid? It's so bad. It is like you just want to turn it off. Yeah. It's a lot of slow motion grins from everybody. Like, Yeah, with this like extra poppy, punky, terrible cover was, of this song. Somebody thought they were really cool when they put that somebody together. Somebody thought that that was the when best song. they made song. that little montage of oh, everyone. Oh, yeah. please. It was, it was somebody, terrible. Somebody loved it, but we hated it. Yeah. But the masterpiece, the song masterpiece scream is song is so good. It, listen I mean, to it. Miles, miles away from way better than "Whisper to a Scream" or that cover. But they needed a Kevin Williamson needed a he needed bad, a cover. He, he needed, needed a bad, bad cover. cover. He was like, "Look, where's my bad cover coming in? Yeah. Credits." Yeah. So, <laughs> but the soundtracks proven. are always. I can't wait to talk about the third soundtrack, <laughs> but. Guys, I will say, I think this has got to be a two-parter. I don't know if I've already mentioned that, but yeah, I did. We're going to talk about Scream 3 and 4 next week because we just have too much to say. And the hope of 5. Oh, we have to, we're have we specifically talking about what we want to see in Scream 5, which is coming mm-hmm. out in January of 2022. So you have time to catch up, by the way. Um, do you have any final thoughts on 2 or the series in general? I was happy with 2. Two is fun. Two was two was good. The different setting is fun. It yeah. just works. Yeah. They also they all looked like they should have been in college. They did a good job with the costuming. You're right. So that that was better. And the the, the actors they chose were more college looking, like instead right. of like thirty year olds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. So yeah. that that was better and. Um, good twist oh, i'm sad wait. about the rewrite but can we talk about really quickly just like really quickly like how nev campbell and gail have the, i'm sorry sydney and gail have the same hair 
They have the same haircut, except oh, that Gail has chunky ass red highlights. Yeah. But I, I, I need to point out that they basically are wearing the same hair. Yeah, that's a that's a credit. Maybe we're not looking at hard enough. Who's the hair person? Yeah, and costume design, costume design, and hairdressing. It would be a good thing. To we well, need to we'll research that for three and four because yeah. well, Gail we'll is wearing some, some shit thought. in three that I have questions about. Because there's everything is wildly different every time, but consistent in a way that it's recognizable. Wait, you're like right. as a personality who chose it. The settings <laughs> and the the. Technically, the plots of every movie is very different. Yes. But yet, every character's wardrobe is so consistent. Yes. Throughout every movie, that is a really good point. I bet it's the same person. Yeah. They uh, they put deep thought into these Just people. Just like us in this episode. Yes. yes. <laughs> so. But anyway, we fucking love Scream. Um, and just spilled my drink. Woo! Just spilled my drink on the ground. So I'm gonna go clean that up, and we have to make dinner. Um, so yeah, me and Josh will see you guys next week. Um, if you haven't, catch up on three and four in the meantime, because we're coming at you next week and we got a lot to say. Okay, well, um, I'm obsessed with you. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. You wanna say bye? Bye. Um, bye. Uh, bye. <laughs>